Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 88, he's seven, I'm Tommy, we're finally doing this on video, look at us. Uh, look at me, I, I look like fucking Osama Bin Laden in the cave giving out videos, so um, <laughs> until my lighting gets fixed, I'm Do me a favor, just hold, hold up a New York Times for me. <laughs> I just find it. Who are, who are the Yankees playing right now? <laughs> playing the uh, the old Tejas Rangers. Got a, I think we still have a no no going as we record oh. right now. Uh oh. Do we have to be on no hitter watch throughout this recording? Well, let me just make sure I didn't fucking jinx myself here. I'm going as to MLB.com. Uh, uh, as I no, we are app. we are through seven. Oh, and it's the MLB TV free game of the day that I'm sure is blacked out for you. Uh, no, I got it. I got it. There we go. All right. I can watch it. Uh, so yeah, we got a no hitter watch going Corey Kluber, uh, and a huge revenge game, all of one inning pitch with the Rangers last year. So, you know, he's really feeling it tonight. I I love, I love that the Indians got Emmanuel Clace and Delano DeShield in return for, or in exchange for one inning of Corey Kluber. (laughs) It's so funny when you think about it, because everyone's on pitch. Like 2020, no one pitched as much as they should have anyway, but Corey Kluber really did the bare minimum for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he just punched his fucking ticket and was like, all right, I'm done. I'll, uh, I'll probably this into pitches. a one-year deal. Emmanuel Clace, in the month of May, has already thrown more 100-mile-an-hour pitches than Corey Kluber threw total pitches for the Rangers. Yeah, don't mind if we do. Yeah. So that's the, that is the definition of like the CEO Sweet. logging in for remote work on a Zoom call and just going dark right after. So congrats to Corey Kluber. I hope he gets the no hitter as a Yankees fan, but also just love the total fuckery he brought upon the Texas Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <clears throat> I'm obviously rooting for Corey Kluber, but I will be a little salty if he throws one for the Yankees. He never threw one for the Indians. He got two Cy Youngs with the Indians, though. He right? did get two Cy Youngs with the Indians. You are correct. So, <clears throat> I mean, but the Indi- the Indians haven't had a no hitter perfect game since Len Barker in 1986. It wouldn't be a perfect game though. He did walk it. You're right, but there hasn't been a no hitter or perfect game since Lenny. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, love history. Love history. Uh, we should just parlay this right now into the no hitter yeah. spike that's going on. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so we actually, I mean, yeah, I was there. Let's talk about no, the no hitter spike spike. We've had uh five already this year, five official no hitters, five official no hitters. And um, then mad bomb with a seven inning. Mm-hmm. The record for one season is seven. Mm-hmm. We are in May. This is May as they say. 
It's going to be May. Um, it's going to be May. In the way it currently is May. Currently so is. To, to paraphrase Justin Timberlake. This is quite stupid. Thinking like I'm thinking out loud, but like this is quite stupid. I'm looking at some of the pitchers that have no hitters, like Wade Miley, Thanks. Spencer Turnbull. Bring up the Indians one right off rip. Thanks. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, the Indians have been two of these five. Yeah, the the, the old bulldog himself, Wade Miley. Uh, oh. But like Spencer Turnbull led the league in losses. I know wins and losses don't mean much, especially when you play for the Tigers. You're probably going to have more losses than wins anyway. But um, I'm looking at this like because I watched the highlights for Turnbull. It wasn't exactly like you know how they say like he had no hit stuff that night. He didn't have no hit stuff. No, he didn't. Should have been hit. Like multiple times, he had um, should have been hit stuff. <laughs> yeah, like he really did. Like it, it was nothing overpowering. Uh, I I guess you, if you want to say like even look loca- like no like this was like one of the most bullshit no hitters I've ever seen. And I don't mean to take away from Spencer Turnbull, but I will because I'm looking at the location of some of these pitches. They're served on a fucking platter. So here's a question, and I don't know if we have uh, an answer for this. I don't think there probably is an answer for this. We talk all the time about uh, like hit percentage and like probable hit percentage. Do you think there is the most unlikely no hitter ever? And is this it? The Turnbull one's up there for me. I mean, that that I can think because it just happened. Obviously, I would say obviously we don't have the numbers to back this up, but yeah. Well, you do actually. Technically, you do. You have batting average of balls in play, so you can kind of gauge it i don't have the numbers in front of me but i can tell you just from the naked eye test should have been hit stuff not no hit stuff like if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole i've seen better starts come from multiple pitchers this year like jacob Degrom, garrett cole like i think i've seen better starts in an old motor hey (laughs) old jalopy spencer turnbull (laughs) um i mean again Good for him. He got a no-no. But I think this is more of a topic based upon what's happening with the league in general and their approach mm-hmm. to hitting more so than the dominant pitching. Um, so I let's stay Arab- right there. Let's stay right there. You you talk about the, 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 the lack of hitting in response to dominant hitting. We were talking before we hit record about the lack of juice or the, the, the new – yeah, lack of juice in the baseballs. Balls. They definitely took some – yeah, took something out of them. Blue balls. But at the same time, home runs are up. Oh yeah, so that's that's what's weird about it. I think it's it it favors the new analytic style of baseball where there really are true three outcomes. You have the oh, the lady friend Jonesy. home and Jonesy is getting ready to say hi to mommy. Um, Jonesy. But, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the set of fucking like Roseanne right now. Um <laughs> No, but I, I think it's, it's true. It's you have two, three, or three true outcomes, and you're seeing that in abundance now. The strikeout rate is up, batting average is down, um, walk rate is also up. Is something interesting, and then of course home runs. And it's weird because like this analytic approach. Like I watch again. Like I hate to keep bringing up the Yankees, but I watch most of their games. And I was watching I say, it, last night. It's it's and, the sample size you can draw the most from. So I'm fine. Yeah, but like. Uh, the thing that pisses me off about them, and I, I never remember them being so heavy on home. I mean, they've always had home runs, but I never remembered them being so reliant on them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
And then this year, like I'm watching these at bats and they're all horrible. Like they're horrendous at bats and it's not even like you can hide it. So last night they have a five run inning and there was not one home run. There were bat. They put the ball in play. Like they were actually going up with a, a plan to hit the ball instead of just trying to hit the piss out of the ball. And I think that means something, especially in today's age where launch angle means everything. Uh, home runs mean everything slugging OPS. Like we put such a value on these stats and mm-hmm. I, I get they're important, but I, then I look at guys like DJ LeMahieu and I look at some of these other hitters around the league that are true hitters. Like Chris Taylor comes to mind from the Dodgers as someone who, you know, you're going to get a good, at, at, good at bat from him. He's not yeah. going up there to hit the piss out of the ball. Um, one through nine on the Yankees that's been their MO. And I feel that's why they haven't been as successful as everyone touted them to be. And then you look at some teams like the Marlins who granted aren't, they don't have a winning record and they're not nearly in first place in their division, but they have a positive run differential compared to the other teams in their division. It makes you think like, is there something to be said here? And I would argue there is something to be said there about going up with an approach, being willing to put the ball in play, being willing to, you know, not be a hero essentially. Yeah, it's it's almost it's it's funny, like not to quote Matthew Conahan, but I will time is a flat circle. Like I feel like we are going back to the era now. We're going to get back to that era of where batting average rules all because I hope not. Well, I I say that in in a sense that there's nothing wrong with going up there with a man on first and just moving station to station. I'm not saying we have to start bunting on every other count, but it's there's nothing wrong with going up there just to put the ball in play. Because at the end of the day, these guys are major league hitters. Are they not? Like, should they, they not be expected to hit in situations that we learn in fucking T-ball? That exactly. If, if you have a man on second with one Less out. two. Yeah, like, should you not try to hit the ball to the right field? <laughs> like, there, there are certain things that should and become this- more and more, you know, positive outcomes. And that's the instance then, okay, let's, we need a double. We need a home run. Like, It can't happen like that. And this also goes into the shift conversation of, you know, what a guy like Joey Gallo, who's currently hitting 212, would he have a higher batting average without the shift? Would he be less inclined to try and hit it over the shift every time Mm -hmm. if the shift wasn't there? And I don't know if I have an answer because I like the shift. I don't I mind the, the shift. I, I think I, the shift is a part of baseball. You're not going to tell. You're not going to tell an NFL defense they can't blitz. I'm not going to tell the Cavs they can't play a two-three zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell the Yankees that they can't put the horseshoe on the right side of the infield for Joey Gallo. No, and I, I think that's totally fair. I think it's also. You're right. Like I think it puts pressure on guys like Gallo and guys that are going to be shifted when they hit that they have to. Yeah, you know, again, they have to go up there to look for power results. It's not enough for them to just slap the ball the opposite field and call it a day because they're getting – again, I think it comes down to the, the way these players are valued when they get their contracts, the way that they're valued based on certain situations. But in the back of your mind, you know that some players are just going to be pull heavy or, or pull the yeah. ball either way. So, yeah, the shift negates that, but it goes back to the first comment and batting average still needs to have a play in this because – I don't think everyone is expected to hit 300. And if you are, then sorry, that's a very lofty expectation. But you should be able to hit at least like 240. Like the batting average across the league right now, and we pulled up this stat before, 
And I'll just give you the, the quick rundown of what we're seeing. But right now, this is the lowest batting average in the last six years. It is 236 across the league. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, we had a 60 game season too last low. year, but it's down almost 10 points from last year. So it's it's for me that that's a that's enough of a sample size for me to say that we are trending. You know, we're trending yep. to a point of no return that it's going to come back full circle to where we're going to emphasize players just putting the ball in play again. Yeah. And like to your point of the 60 game sample size from last season, if it was one player, you're right. That's a small sample size. Mm -hmm. But you're talking 30 guys times 12 or 30 teams times 12 hitters times four at bats a game for 60 games. That's mm -hmm. a big enough sample size for me. Yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're already there at this point anyway, close um, to what we had for a season last year. And it's going down increasingly. And it's evidenced by, again, I don't think the pitching, I think the pitching is good. I'm not saying the major league pitching yeah. isn't good, but I mean, some of these no hitters, like I think the only true no hitter that we've seen that really had no hit stuff was John Means from the Orioles. And there was discussion that he was doctoring the baseball anyway. So, I mean, you got to pick your battles with this. I don't know if he was. I'm not saying he was, but I know that was a big talking point. Uh, Joe Musgrove, again, one of those guys. I think uh, Rodon from Chicago was another one. But some of these other no hitters that we've seen, so really just Miley and Turnbull, have looked very, like should have hit. Like, I think Kluber, again, biased, but. Kluber's look good tonight. I think Kluber's always been a location control guy anyway, though. So you know what you're going to get out of him. This isn't a yeah. crazy name that's coming off the board like Wade Miley or Spencer Turnbull. I was going to say, you're also, even if Kluber doesn't have his best stuff, he's a two-time Cy Young winner. His average stuff on a given night is better than 90% of the guys in the league. Exactly. So I just I shouldn't think... say 90%. I'd say Corey Kluber average is probably better than 60% of the league right now, I'd say. Yeah, that's, that's a, I think that's a good call out. I mean, what, he's 30, I think he's like 35, 36 at this point. Something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's up there. But we're on pace at this point now for like 15 to 20 no-hitters. And like, the fact that's that – That's not great. That's no, not great. It's, it's not because it, it, it truly makes the no-hitter almost like the 500 home run club to some people. Like, and, like, to me, this is a fun discussion to have because, like, we're talking about – you know, banning the shift to give us more offense. But um, at the same time, no hitters are up. And at the same time, home runs are up. So where do you want your offense to come from? You know what I mean? That's the problem. Where yeah, do you like that, your peaches, so to speak? Uh, down in Georgia, preferably. But I think the you're right. That's, that's going to be a huge issue because I feel this new model, or I guess not model, I – the way hitting is instructed in the major league level, because even in the minor league, I, I was watching a minor league game the other day. Just to I'll see, say it like, goes throughout because I've, I've seen more home runs. Granted, I, I don't have access to the high school strikeout rates, but like I've seen more home runs this year than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I believe it. And I think analytics is a blessing and a curse. Like, yes, I think launch angle is important. I think exit velocity is important. It tells a greater story at the at bat than if I turned on a game from like 1995. And, you know, I was watching people just slap the ball to the opposite field and say, that's a great at bat. Cause it's in some cases it might not be. And I understand like, and there comes a point where it's like, do I really want to watch that? 
for some like I personally and maybe it was just because I no I, I I enjoy watching that, but I also enjoy I love watching a game with five six homers in it. I love the long ball. Just stick the long ball. Um, exactly. I'll tell you what the Indians the Indians uh, last night scored five in the first, and Jose Ramirez hit a bomb, and then Shohei Otani hit an absolute nuke to center field, and I was unbelievably engaged watching anybody and everybody hit. Hitting is infectious. It is. Scoring is infectious. By the way, uh, you're in the future right now, but Kluber, flawless through eight. Flawless. Um, Not flawless with that walk. Nearly Nearly flawless through eight. I think, again, personally, I think this, I'm happy for Kluber. I think he's probably the outlier in the last two no-hitters as someone that probably should have one. (laughs) (laughs) I I look at this and I I get perplexed because after we get to the seventh no-hitter of the season or this, yeah, or the sixth no-hitter. This would be six. This would be six. But after we get to that, that point, seven is the record and we're in May. Yeah. Um, How funny would it be if we get to six in May and then fall short? That would be kind of embarrassing when you think about it. I would, I would actually love that. I'm not gonna lie. That would be hilarious from the sense that, like, we, you and I, just spend almost 20 minutes bitching about it, and then it just stopped. <laughs> it just ceased to exist. Um, but I, I personally, I think it devalues the no hitter, and it, it agreed. Makes, like, agreed, 100. Yeah. percent That's what I don't One, like about it. 100. Because because these no hitters, even if it is Spencer Turnbull or Wade Biley or you know anybody throwing them it's a cool uh occasion it's a cool moment like here's the thing we wouldn't know dallas Braden's name no without his uh, perfect game that's a good point that's a really good point and i'm trying to well actually i forgot his name that guy from the white Sox. i think he threw a perfect game burley burley um it was another Uh, guy giolito no it was someone else from a few years ago he's i think that was like his one crowning achievement i think he's out of the league um his name will come to me. I could look at Doug Fister. No, he didn't throw one. Fister, like, hardly knew her. I love um, a good Doug Fister reference. <laughs> I think it was. Um, was it a no hitter or a perfect game? It was a perfect game. Rodon? Was it no? Rodon didn't get a perfect game. Um, unfortunately, he should have. I was watching that game. But perfect games history. I'm looking it's at Ted right Lions now. in 1926. No, it was much earlier than that. Let me see. Philip Humber. Earlier, it was earlier than 1926. Philip Humber. No, wait, much later. Sorry, it was Philip oh, Humber. Perfect I game. Love, love me a good Humber. <laughs> Humber. No. Love a good Humber. Humber and Fister. Um, that's like a great t- Tuesday night. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like Philip Humber, like threw a perfect game, and I had to look it up. And like that's like he threw a perfect game. And he's in the division of my favorite team. And you didn't remember it. I didn't remember. I, I don't name. remember Philip Humber at all. That's a bad thing. Um, like, are we going to be talking about Spencer Turnbull five years from now? No. Like, the only I no mean, Tigers remember, fans are. Well, they. I mean, what Tigers fans though? Really? Like facts. Um, Chris, like, I Chris Castellini. Edwin, <laughs> I remember Edwin Jackson from years ago. Remember when he yeah, had like eight with walks? nine walks, or with nine, nine walks? walks, he walked everybody in the lineup, and he threw like hundred seventy-five pitches. Had to miss his next start, but hey, you threw a no-no. Yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I think that puts like a it's a black eye in the no no. Like yeah. I understand it wasn't a hit, but like I feel like a, I I'm personally like I get offended when I see walks. It's like if <laughs> if you can throw a no hitter but also spin five double plays, does it count as a no hitter? Ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. But I, it's like, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if they spun out five double plays, but I just I'm picturing that in my head, and it's really funny in my brain. Well, either <laughs> way, every inning he averaged someone on base, so he was from the stretch for the whole no hitter. When you think yeah. about it, yeah, which is hilarious. But again, he's in a history book, so um, there is All that. Right. Speaking of the history books and and what makes baseball old, Tony Larusa. Holy shit. Is he just in the wrong camp right now? Yeah. I mean, so so if you don't know, White Sox twins the other night. The White Sox are beating the brakes off the twin. The score was twins. The score was 15-4. The twins have given up at this point and are throwing a position player who I can't whose name I can't uh, remember off the top of my head. Uh Williams Acevedo. Yes. Yeah. Yes, La Tortuga. They're throwing La Tortuga, and it's 3-0. And La Tortuga, he has the name for a reason, gives a Tortuga-ass fastball of 47 miles an hour that your mean Mercedes turns around for 412 feet in your eye hole to dead center. 16-4, it goes into the scorebook. Um, but it has been shared and clicked and talked to death because of swinging at a 3-0 pitch from a position player and hitting it Yabo. I'll go, we'll just start at its core. What did you think of this? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fucking awesome. I don't even think Asadio cared. I mean, at the point that you have a position player, especially your emergency catcher throwing as a pitcher in that game. Oh, by the way, fun fact. Williams Acevedo has now played every single position in Major League Baseball. That's pretty cool. So that was also like that was probably part of the reasoning Baldelli put him in. Um, but at that point, like you know, the game's out of reach. It doesn't matter. You have a guy who's laughing it off at a forty-seven mile an hour fucking hanger, and yeah, he's gonna hit it a mile when a Major League hitter's up the bat, and it's garbage time, and you get it. It's it, it is what it is. I think it was fine. I don't think it broke the rules. I think had like in a situation like that, the only problem I would have had, and it didn't even happen, is if like you pimped the shit out of that home run. Yep. You know, like, and it didn't happen. You're right. It didn't happen, and it was just like it was almost like it was like a laughing matter at that point. Like everyone yeah, knew and, it, and even the twins' reaction to that is, is that Kluber. I'm I'm getting so excited for him. I want him to do it so bad. I think he's gonna I, do I, it. I thought I was I thought I was gonna be irritated. Now I'm just I'm 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 rooting for him. Um, I mean, we just shit on no hitters, but I love this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so let me read a couple thoughts from Jason Kipnis, who's uh, was with the Indians, now with the uh, Atlanta Braves. Three zero thought. You get to save your bullpen. We get to pad our stats. It's hard to hit a home run in the show. You work hard for the opportunity to try in to even try, be, aka be in the lineup. And this game knocks hitters down daily. If it. If it, if it throws us a bone, like a 3-0, 50-mile-an-hour position player pitch, how are we not supposed to hit it? If you put in a position player, you've stopped worrying about the game and are, are, are playing for the next one, which is the smart move. You can't decide when to start carrying again after you wave the white flag. 
I think he hits it on the nail, the nail on the head. I, don't, I didn't see anything wrong with that quote. It's true. I mean, here's an interesting thought because our, our response to the tweet was love watching you play. My only question, do you agree with ignoring the take sign from uh, what's his name? Larusa? And he said, eh, definitely a learning moment, I guess. But a coach can call a run play and the quarterback can check into a pass and then throw a touchdown. How mad can the, co- can the coach really get? Aren't you both trying to score more than the other team and win the game at the end of the day? Hashtag players play. Hashtag coaches coach. I agree with that again. I agree with that again. I don't necessarily agree with the the quarterback checking into a pass play, but I think it depends on on the situation. I understand like the argument because again, you could equate that to the unwritten rules of football in garbage time. Like you're not going to air it out. Yeah. that, That does happen. But I also understand like no lead is safe. In professional sports like you have to have that attitude it shouldn't matter if you're up by 12 or up by two and here's the thing if if uh mercedes hits this ball on the gap am i expecting it him to try and lug it leg out a triple no he's gonna no. pull up at second take the double and then maybe they go station to station on a hit but if you hit, if you're if you're throwing a 47 mile an hour pitch to a major leaguer intentionally, you deserve to have all 108 stitches hit to the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was that was known at the time it was even hit. Um, I just, I, I think the only reason we're talking about this to begin with is the fact that Tony La Russa had to open his mouth in the first place because everyone watching that and like the highlights and like. Yeah, I think the Twins broadcast booth was clear. They were upset, upset with it. They, they were upset. upset with it. I get it. If you're getting embarrassed then, like that, but at the same time, it's like I go I go back to what I said earlier, no lead is safe, and you have to have that attitude. Like winners win for a reason, and there's a reason the twins have fucking 13 wins on the season. And yep. like, sorry, you just you have a bad team this year, and the White Sox are a very good team, and they're going to punish mistakes. I don't give a fuck who's throwing the baseball. You have to expect that's going to happen. Yep. And then to me, when I'm looking at this thing. Yep. He did it. He did it. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I don't care that we're recording. I don't care that you guys know this happened. I'm so happy for Corey Kluber right now. Anyway. Um, Oh, wow, I lost my train of thought. Um, but for Larusa to 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 say, "Oh, this will be dealt with in the uh, dealt with in the family," and first of all, calling the team the family at a professional level seems weird to me. Very strange. College, high school, yeah, love it. But yeah, the family, because in any given year, like anyone's up for. If sale, he gets cut tomorrow, he's not the family. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like anyone's up for grabs by July 31st in any yep. given year. So yep. <laughs> that's not a family. What are you going to do, Tony? Are you going to take a scholarship? What are we doing here? That's a shelter. Uh, <laughs> um, And then Lance Lynn basically came out and said, when there's a position player in the game, it is what it is. And then Larusa responds, that's why he has a locker and I have an office. How about you read the room, buddy? 
I just think I love how LaBruce had to come out today and say, like, there, there's no issues in the clubhouse. Everything's fine. You know how I know that's wrong? Because you had you felt the need to say that nothing's wrong and something is wrong. And yeah, it just it, it brings it back to the like when, when Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, decides to move on from the previous manager and sit down and say, you know what, we we have the youngest team in, in baseball, one of the youngest teams in baseball. They're all, you know, coming up together. This is our, you know, core, I, I don't even know how many fucking play. like, it's not core four, it's like the core nine at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the new generation of talent that you've been grooming for the last, you know, half decade. They're all ready. And instead of bringing in someone new and, and pulling like a Tampa Bay move and bringing in a guy like Kevin Cash, you bring in an absolute fossil like Tony La Russa, who's been out of baseball, mind you, for years, has yeah. not managed a game in years. He hasn't felt the pulse of a clubhouse in exactly. years. Like if they would have went with hypothetically Ron Washington, and I love Wash. Different. He's been in the clubhouse. He's been around dudes like Acuna. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's, it's different. much different. And, and here's the thing, they're cut from the same cloth, but I would trust Ronald Ron Washington a thousand times out of a thousand before I trotted out old ass Tony Larusa to manage a team. I didn't even trust this. a guy like Mike Stosha. Like yeah. Like that, like the fact that Tony LaRusso was like their golden goose. And this is one of those situations where I look at the White Sox and they're playing great baseball right now. And I don't In think spite. Tony- of this manager. Yeah. Like, I don't think Tony La Russa has anything to do with this. I think it's just natural no. talent taking over. And that's why I don't think like you really needed to make a move like this to begin with. Um, Here's a question about just can MLB writers read the room? Let's say the White Sox win the AL pennant. Tony La Russa, manager of the year. No, no, it wouldn't. It would never. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping it would go. It would not go to Tony Russo. I think it also first, depends. What first year with. manager going to the World Series? I think like I, I don't. I you and me are smart enough and in depth enough to the game of baseball to know that this team is winning in spite of Tony Russo, not because of Tony Russo. But will West Coast writers? Will these idiots throughout the world see that? I don't think so. You're right. I, I mean, I'm sure it would get notoriety just for the fact that you know the you know, St. Louis right right would vote for him. Oh yeah, I mean that's without a doubt. I just I can't fathom, especially in the American League where you have much better managers. Like I can look within that division, like Mike yeah. Matheny, Terry Francona, uh, <laughs> AJ Hinch. As much as we hate him, AJ Hinch. I mean, what he's doing with the Tigers, I mean, they're a terrible team, but he's letting everyone play. Like, I, yeah. Isn't that what you want out of a manager? But I I, just, I can't. He blessed us with a heel, but do. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even look at the AL Central and say Tony LaRusso is the best manager there because he's not. He's the worst manager within that division, and it's telling. Um, and then you take that out and put it into the rest of the American League in general. Joe Madden in L.A., granted the L.A. Angels are – I think the most overrated team. Um, but you also have guys like Kevin Cash in the AL East. Like there's much better candidates for that position. Dusty Baker with Houston, another guy cut from the same cloth, but like, again, 
he understood he knows how to read a fucking room <laughs> he just yeah. he knows what not to say and how to manage these young guys that he has and he's doing a i just great don't understand i just genuinely don't understand i guess how you could have a room with yon mancata yermi and mercedes it, it, granted i know the white Sox treated eloy jimenez like he passed away but he in fact is still alive and Luis Luis Robert, mm-hmm. and still be so out of touch with what is going on in your own locker room. Like we get it, Tony. You do have an office, but boy, oh boy, maybe crack the door open of that thing for a minute and understand what your team is like doing. Yeah, like just just don't say it. Just like I, I feel like most just these don't. Players, like, like most players like what whatever lens, and that comes with. Larusa from the beginning, right? Like if if there's something that you don't want your players to talk to the media about, like whether it's internal affairs, you set that right away in spring training and say like things are off. You want yeah, you want to talk to family. You want to talk to family. That's the family. We understand these are you know do not touch topics. So I can't fault Lynn for saying it because it was probably never, you know, it was never addressed with the team on what the no no topics are. Yep, and what's what, like red light, green light, and Lynn again, like he's sticking up for his teammates, and I get that one hundred percent. Like at the Tim end of the Ander- day, I I completely forgot about Tim Anderson's in that room oh, too. Oh yeah, on Instagram. So no, it's it's you. Does you he protect- does he make it to the season? Larusa, that's the thing. If the second a skid happens, if if a skid were to happen with the White Sox, and I mean right now they're they're sitting pretty, but let's say we get to like. June, July, and they get on like a 10 game losing streak. Like, God forbid. I don't think LaRusa makes it. I don't think so either. We talked about this when he got hired. I don't think he makes it through a season. No, and that's the thing. He set himself up now. Who else is on their coaching? Who else is on their coaching staff? That's a great question. I haven't even looked at their coaching staff. (laughs) I've been so like caught, caught up with. Larusa that I forgot that they have other coaches. Like, yeah. Who's the bench coach? Uh, Michael Miguel Cairo. Didn't he play in the league? Yeah, he was on the Yankees. Miguel Cairo. Uh, Frank Menachino's the hitting coach. Okay. Daryl Boston, longtime first base coach. Joe McEwing coaches third. Shelly Duncan. Guys, former Yankee and Indian. Yep. All right, let's get Tony out of there and Belly. insert insert the shell bomb. And we got I mean that's a World Series. I will I will root for the White Sox if you promise to make Shelly Duncan interim manager when when not if when you fire Tony Russo. Yeah, I can get behind that one. Who doesn't love Shelly? We will be a White Sox podcast. Well yeah, if that happens and Shelly Duncan becomes a manager, I will be a White Sox. You know, I, I'll be a fan. This will be a I'll White Sox fan account. Hat. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> Albert Pujols is now a Dodger. This is the most Dodger signing ever. It is the most Dodger signing ever. And on top of that, tell me in five years, we won't look back and be like, Pujols was a, was a Dodger for a year? Yep. That's to say, I mean, this is what they do. Like, I don't know where they get their their money from. I know he's not signing for like. I get it. They're not paying him what LA's or other LA is paying them, but this is just so Dodgers. Like, 
what the fuck are you gonna do with him and Bellinger's back? Like, what do you like? You cut him. I guess you just cut him. Like, you know, would be the perfect fit for Pujols, in my opinion. It's funny we're just ripping on him. It's probably with the White Sox. We can go back to play with Larusa, <laughs> like an you American want... League team. Me, I, I was thinking the Indians. Yeah, that's not a bad fit either. We I don't think... have a, the Indians don't have a first baseman. They desperately need a veteran presence. Yeah. All right, I'm looking up weirdest uh, legendary players in weird u- uniforms. Uh, how about Yogi Berra with the Mets? Yeah, Willie Mays with the Mets as well. Uh, Wade Boggs with the Yankees and Tampa. Mm-hmm. Let's see what our baseballs are in here. Griffey is a White Sox. I forgot he was a White Sox. <laughs> Reggie Jackson is an Oriole. I didn't even know he was an Oriole. Willie Mays is a Met? Yeah, yeah. I said Willie Mays is a Met. Um I'm trying to think if there's any others that come to mind. Pete Rose is an expo. Wow. Oh, Babe Ruth is a brave. What? Yeah. Um not one that not a baseball one, but one that I just didn't know. OJ Simpson is a 49er. <laughs> Did you know that was a thing? No, but this... I shouldn't laugh, but, like, when I hear that man's name, I'm just like, what the fuck? Wait, what are you talking about? What do you do? <laughs> Nothing. He didn't do anything. I mean, he's a hell of a running back. Yeah, he's a great Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Authentic. Great human. Dude, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. Yeah, just, you know. Cut from a different cloth. <laughs> I was thinking of a knife fun. You got me. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I think we got to end there. Might have to. I, I will say this. I'll leave this off on, on the Pujols thing. If Albert Pujols is still a Dodger by the All-Star break, uh, you know, I'll be surprised. I'll, I'll be I'll go, mildly surprised. I'll go trade deadline. Okay. I'll go trade deadline. That, I um, mean, that would make more sense if, if they can try to flip him to get something out of him, I guess. Yep. Um, but that's the thing. He's going to need regular at-bats, and Bellinger is on his way back. Muncy's yep. still there. They have enough power bats in that lineup where our pool holes, and he's not a pinch hitter. Like, I'm no. sorry, but he's a guy that needs consistent at-bats. He's not a guy you can just plug in in a crucial spot and hope for the best. Like, he's not that guy anymore anyway. And that's so what he I'll said. Let- he said he wanted to go somewhere where he could get consistent at bats. And I just don't understand how he landed on the Dodgers with 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 that criteria in mind. Yeah, a National League team, a team that when fully healthy is not going to get consistent at bats, and a team nope. that's about to get fully healthy. Again, he can't play short, so like Seager injury doesn't affect him. It's I'm looking at like Bellinger coming back as the one that's really going to put him on notice. Yep. So you're right. I think if he doesn't get you know, 100, 150 at-bats with the Dodgers, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I think it's a weird landing spot for him, but I guess he gets to stay in L.A. It's not a huge move. I understand at that point in his career, maybe he's like, fuck it, like, I still want to play, but I I don't want to go across the country. Like, yeah. I get that. But we'll leave it there. And In other L.A. news, Mike Trout out for almost two months. Yeah, that stinks. That, that sucks. stinks. Especially that sucks. with Shohei doing fun things. 
That's the thing, though. Like the Angels, every year there's we're supposed to. This is the year they're gonna break through. Every every this is the year. I'm sick of every this is the year. I'm like at this point, just get some fucking pitching. Like we know you can hit. We know it. Um, it's a shame that they're wasting Mike Trout. Yeah, it it really is a shame though that they're wasting this man's career. Like he's been to the playoffs once. Just, we're about to terrible. we're about to see a career of maybe the greatest baseball player of I'm not even gonna say of our generation of the last of all time hundred of, of, yeah if not of all time at least the last hundred years and we don't appreciate it this is like can you imagine if LeBron never made the playoffs <sighs> I could you imagine if Brady if Brady never won a Super Bowl. Well, again, like that's the thing. Like, greatness is equated and quantified by what you do in the playoffs and what you do in the postseason. Now, I'll say this: I think baseball of the major sports is the only one that you don't need to win championships to be regarded as great. Well, it's a lot tougher. So I understand what you're saying, but like, and you know, I'll even say this: like. Do I think Derek Jeter is the greatest shortstop of all time? No, but thank you. I'm, I'm that was that was that was bold of you, and I appreciate it. It does not it does not go unnoticed. But my thing is like, but does everyone remember Derek Jeter as one of the greatest of all times? Yes, and the reason is because he made it to the postseason every fucking year of his career, except for one uh, if, or if two. You, maybe. If you flip flop Derek Jeter and Mike Trout, and Mike Trout would have been regarded as the best baseball player of all time without question by now. Mm-hmm. And Derek Jeter, it becomes Omar Vizquel. Derek Jeter just becomes a good shortstop that could hit. That's it. That's really all it. I mean, and I, 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 I'm underselling saying good, like he's still a great shortstop, but he's not, he's not the captain. Like, let's put it that way. He's not exactly or Derek Jeter. You're he's not getting a, the last, you're not getting the last dance of, of baseball on Derek Jeter. Exactly. Of course. And I think that's, it's, it's truly like disappointing that you're right. Like we, like you and I, and, and some fans know Mike Trout is the best to do it. And it's a shame a, that he plays on the West coast. So a lot of people don't get to see him on a regular basis. You get to it's see him also, twice a year when you're, when your team plays him for, for exactly. three games, two times. Exactly. And by that point, depending on how the schedule lines up, they could just sit him anyway because they're out of playoff contention. So like, or, or you could be one of these teams in the next six six to eight weeks that plays him. That's a good point. And, and for half the league, that's one half of the times you're going to see Mike Trout, if not both. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're right. It's too bad. It's just like – it sucks. I, I I wish I wish Trout played for a better team. Me too. And it's I understand, like, he wants to finish his career as, as an angel. I get the – the familiarity with him in, in that franchise, but at some point it's like, dude, just branch out, please. Like, please yeah. go to a different team. I'm not saying like you have to go to the Yankees or you have to go to the Red Sox. You have to go to one of these big market teams, but it's okay to like branch out and say, I want to win. Like, I, I think that's more than fair at this point. So yeah, we'll see what happens because he's got, I mean, he's not getting up there. He's still in his twenties, but we're going to get to that point a couple of years from now. And, if he's if the Angels are still spinning the wheels, I don't know. Maybe a trade demand comes down the pipeline. So, oh, I'm hoping at that point if it's still like this. I hope so too. 
I've never advocated for a player to force his way out, but I want Mike Trout to force his way out. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to see him like absolutely dominate while he still can. So yeah, agreed. And that is where we'll leave it, buddy. We're back on the train. Chugga chugga choo choo. We took a month off, but we are back, baby. I know we're back. I mean, baseball has been happening. Um, still is. What I we got no so, hit the last couple weeks. We did, yeah. Um, so we had, hey, we had a no hitter happen tonight while we were recording, and I'm sure by the next time we record, there's gonna be three more. So <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to see like fucking. I can't wait to get to see the Indians get no hit a third time this season. <laughs> I actually did the Mariners. I think the Mariners have got no hit twice, right? The Indians have gotten no hit twice. Is it the Mariners for the other two? And then, yeah. boy. The Rangers and. <sighs> Who did the Padres play? The Rockies? Or was it the Diamondbacks? Might have been the Diamondbacks. Either way. Um, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not great. Uh, also, I also just ironically find it funny that five of now the six no hitters have come in the American League where there is a DH. That's a good point. <laughs> funny yeah the the league where hitting is king and they can't mm-hmm. hit, so. that is kind of funny pretty but, amazing but until next time um uh, stadiums are filling back up go see a game see geek promo code breakdown brk twn 20 bucks off your first see geek purchase progressive fields going to full capacity on june 2nd we're finally getting out of this pandemic. Not sure if you heard, pandemic's over in Ohio in two weeks, buddy. It's uh, it's over here in Boston too. Uh, actually, starting next Tuesday, it's over. Really? Yeah. You guys didn't have dining for the longest time, and now it's just over. Just fuck, blew the lid off. And they, your your boy went zero to a hundred, huh? Real quick, um, he said we're <laughs> we're not playing just the tip. Here here it comes. <laughs> Bohica, Bohica, bend over, here it comes again. We're back, baby. Oh, I love it. See ya. We're out. (laughs)